Hey folks, welcome into Pro Football Ireland on the Saturday morning. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined uh, by Jason Hayes as we look back. Uh, we're, uh, I think we're going to do this each week now. We're going to have a little hard knocks conversation. But first off, Jason, how are you doing, man? Fantastic. I'm all good, Michael. I think now that August is here, the NFL buzz is definitely um, starting to ramp up. Preseason getting underway. My Arizona Cardinals are playing tonight against your Denver Broncos, actually, at the time of recording. Yeah. Um. So, no, I definitely, you know, it's when the season after the draft, there's such a lull over summer, you'd almost forget about the NFL, but I'm fully back in, all invested right now. How about you? It's 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 funny, like, it's it's sort of like, I'm not saying I have the fear, but it's like, you know, it's 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 so close to the season now, and I guess when you're saying like, yeah, we're 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 chatting on a Friday evening, there's a heap of preseason games there tonight, and then also on Saturday night, um, the Steelers preseason games are on GEA Go. If you're in the North, ITVX has got the Panthers Jets game at nine o'clock on Saturday, um, and you should be able to watch that. So that that's if you're in, uh, North Ireland. So folks, there's so many opportunities now to watch football. So get on it and you know hopefully at some point we'll see it in TG Cahar as well even this preseason games I know I know Sky's got a great games on as well so um, it's a pretty cool time I mean like do you have that fear yet Jason that we're so close to here now and it's like before you know it, we'll hopefully be sitting in Vegas at 5 in the morning trying to go live for the hours yeah I'd say, I don't know what I say fear my girlfriend probably has fear that Sundays are going to be written off from now from here on but um no, yeah, it's just, it's, look, it's a lot of excitement. Hard Knocks coming out now is definitely something that um, feels like the kickstart of a, of a season as well, isn't it? We've been spoiled this summer, really, with quarterback as well on Netflix. Um, and, of course, Johnny Manziel dropped as well during the week. So we've I'm, kind of an embarrassment to riches for NFL and just football fans in general. It's it's mad. Like I've been watching that um, Johnny Manziel I was watching quarterback on Netflix I actually binged I was on a flight and I binged the last four episodes and I keep bringing this up now but Mark Hogan is on the last episode if you look very closely on one of the home sketches and on, on opening night um, yeah you told me about this Johnny Manziel thing like and I'm, I'm going to try and watch it over the next few days um, here not you went under the radar like didn't it yeah yeah it's uh, I mean it's funny we're doing a hard knocks podcast but you know like if it's that good we'll we'll keep I mean try and get Johnny on to talk about it in that sense um, very very quickly before we talk about hard knocks very quickly you're a Cork man for people listening to this um, Pro Football Ireland's come to Cork on the 26th of November for like a meetup. and when I say meet up folks I'm not going to lie to you it's 6 o'clock window I'll be out the gap at 9 o'clock could be at 45 I'm not I'm not going to lie to you it's li- literally it's just it's too hard to get up and down 4 and a half a 5 hours drive Jason first time in Cork a few, a few weeks ago some spot huh? some spot yeah uh, you can see why Cork people are always raving about it you you now understand was that your first time there yeah first time there had had Beamish and I thought it was being really special until I was literally in the Duke of York in Belfast last night and they had Murphy's on Beamish on top so now I'm like I don't really? drive forward yeah I swear to God so like you know it's <laughs> uh, it's mad let's um, let's jump into hard knocks right so like let's I'll, I'll just give my overall thoughts and like I mean we're look we're, we're not Dan Hanses we're not Colleen Wolf we're not Rich Eisen but just thought we'd have a bit of crack and go through this week because it, it is content especially during the preseason. I was, and I have been, until last year, Jason, my my general perception of Hard Knocks, I have been quite, not not pessimistic of it, but certainly it's like, I felt sometimes, maybe down through the years, where it was maybe a bit more filler TV. I feel like last year, 
coming into this year that Dan Campbell sort of resurrected it a little bit and everyone obviously jumped to the Lions last year. Um, but there was the obvious sort of impact of obviously, you know, our Rogers coming in and everyone's like, this is going to be great. Um, and I sort of, I put it on thinking, I wonder how much access they're really going to get. And, you know, obviously folks would recommend if, if you know, hopefully you've watched this so you're not listening to us try and review it. We're just talking about it generally. Um, what did you think of like Salah's chat at the very, very start and then the music kicks in because I've I've literally got the quote here. It's, um, so basically he said, uh, did you know that the only bird, the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow? But then he said, guys, we got a great deal of hype around us. We do all kinds of expectations. We have great expectations. We know there's going to be a whole lot of people, a lot of crows expecting us to fall on our face. What are you doing to find that little bit more to get us closer to being a great effing team? You finish practice, now what? You finish meetings, now what? You finish the thing, now what? I rep, now what? I just remember, like, was it Sauce Gardner or Aaron Rodgers just sitting in the lecture theater? It's almost like going back to uni again. Like, they're sitting there like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. But that opening was 10 out of 10. Like, I've, like, you see press conferences and you see what Robert Salah's like, but whenever you see him in that, it, he, when you see him in that environment, you see a guy that's really, really pumped up to, frankly have a team now with Aaron Rodgers where he feels that he, he can really go far and compete I love this yeah I absolutely love this uh, and you could see the whole team was fully uh, kind of focused on the speech as well like they didn't seem to be losing anyone uh, I think just the, the message overall you know when he started talking about Crows I was like where is this going but the message overall was, was a very good message you know um, essentially just telling the team to keep doing your thing and keep improving and the Crows I don't know, is that haters, opposition, whatever you want, whoever you want to... The AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> the Crows will start falling away as opposed to wasting time dealing with that, those distractions and just head down, do your own thing, continue to rise. Uh, so it's a great metaphor and it looked like he had the team wrapped around his finger in that speech. The production is great. Obviously, the music coming in, you get goosebumps every time with the show intros like that. Um, so yeah, they're they're... The, tea, the production team is great at getting you captured into the show from the first minute uh, and the speech itself is great too obviously yeah I, I, I wouldn't say the hair is just on, on, my, on my neck or the five strands of hair that I still have on my, hair, on, on my head but it was definitely 10 out of 10 to watch it at the very very start and then I, look I'm a massive Ray Donovan fan so like whenever Leave you hear that I can't pronounce his surname Leave Schreiber or Scheiber or whatever he was narrating it you're like this is going to be great um, if, the funny thing is like that was one thing and you, you could be forgiven for just watching the start of that and going right that's grand but there, there's so many and this is what I was so impressed by because I, I, wrote, I wrote an article on this uh, yesterday and you know if you, if you think about it Jason they, they went from like that game against the Browns which was last Thursday to potentially editing that episode within two or three days and the reason that we know it's that time frame is because I was stupid enough to stay up for the Hall of Fame game last week. I make no, I make no apologies. It was a bit of crack, and went to bed before the lights went out, literally. Um, but NBC were talking about at the time, saying that Sauce Gardner was going to go back to university to pick up his degree the following day. So they obviously done that in the episode. Um, I just thought it was funny that, like, he went to the ceremony, sat by himself. Nobody went. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I, I know the guys went up and sort of spoke to him and stuff. But nobody was like people were just giving him the space. There wasn't even that many people there. But it was pretty cool to see that there. But man, he like the confidence he has, like saying it basically sort of saying, yeah, I'll, 
I'll be in the Hall of Fame someday. Like, I mean, the lad's, what, 20 odd years of age? Like, I mean, I, w- I wish I had half the confidence he had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just going back to how fast they turn around the production of the show, it's almost on par with Love Island in that way, I think. Um, but <laughs> oh, it's that's the first time you'll hear Hard Knocks compared to Love Island. And only Funny thanks. But yeah, it's his confidence in something else. And you can tell Rogers, the presence of Aaron Rogers as well, is giving all these guys a boost. Like, in almost every scene, Sauce Gardner was right there next to Aaron Rodgers' side, chatting away, um, whether trying to get insight from him or just sharing his own ambitions. He said at one stage he wants he wants to play till he's 40, which would be unheard of for a, a cornerback. So best of luck with him there. Maybe modern science and stuff will get him along the way. Um, but no, that I, I can't wait. It's such a fun young team. Garrett Wilson on the opposite side as well. Um, probably not as outspoken as Sauce Gardner, but just as talented um, I think it was only the third time ever that a team swept the Rookie of the Year awards mm-hmm. so it's definitely just a fun young exciting team to watch and they definitely don't lack confidence at the moment and you need confidence as well when you're playing in a city like New York um, I was actually there on holiday last weekend for the first time and you can definitely get a sense of the, the buzz around the place there's posters of Aaron Rodgers on every street corner and every subway that you walk past. Really? Every every shop is merchandise. You know, I thought I thought New York was probably more of a Giants place than a Jets place. I don't know what made me think that, but um, no, being there now, there's definitely uh, some hype and they're making a push marketing-wise at least um, to get behind the Jets this season. Funny you're saying that about New York because like, look, there's obviously a, a considerable following of Giants fans in Ireland. North and South so I'll try not to offend people by saying this but when, when you see Tiki Barber going there to the I think he I think he was there chatting to either Salah or Nathaniel Hackett joking around folks if you're not aware who he is three time pro bowler like running back with the Giants very very good player back in the day and it seems like yeah the hype is there almost like with with the Jets and that's really turned the tide almost but that's that's always going to happen I guess with anywhere that you know brings in Rodgers at that stage of his career. Before I talk about Rodgers, maybe in a, in a wee bit more detail, I mean, like, you're talking about, you know, unpeeling an orange and you have all these different elements and all these different slices. That's the worst metaphor ever in case people are listening to this podcast. Um, I might have to put it on video now just to see everyone's reaction there. The, uh, but seriously, like, you, you forget about Garrett Wilson. You all, like, I mean, I'm not, that's insane. You almost forget about it because of what's happened in the last few months and the amount of talent on this team. Like, I I'm really impressed by well I I I'll I'll talk about Rogers first because it sort of links into it. Like when you start watching the program and obviously he's walking out and he's very chill, he really does seem at peace with himself. I mean maybe, maybe I'm wrong there. Like maybe maybe people in Green Bay can be like he's always like that. You know that that's that's bollocks, Michael. Whenever we've seen him in London, and um, both at the presser and the on the Friday before the game and then literally after the game when they got beat to the Giants he was extremely calm but he looks now he just looks a lot more happier or I don't know more more healthy I don't know what it is but you just see he's given off that vibe man where he's like he seems a lot more at peace with himself and if honestly if I'm the rest of the league I'm watching that and I am I'm not, I'm not terrified but I'm going oh my god like like yeah. this could be the year and like for the league just you know, if if you're a neutral fan, 
especially if you're an NFC fan and you're not involved in the AFC, surely you want as much competition as possible. So if Rodgers can keep to where he's been and you know potentially excel to the, to the next point of that, it's going to be a hell of a season for, for Jets fans and for neutrals as well. Yeah, regardless of your feelings of Rodgers, like we're, the generation of quarterback that he's in is almost gone. He's probably the last, really, if you do want to include him with Brady and Manning and all them. Uh, so when there's so much talented young fellas like Burrow, Mahomes and all them, uh, we'll be watching him for years to come. So we really need to just enjoy Rodgers for the last couple of years he has left. And maybe that's part of why he seems more at peace and uh, why he seems to be enjoying himself a bit more. Maybe that's what he's doing himself, you know. He's he's seen all the people he's been competing against for the last 15 years leave the league. Uh, he keeps referring to himself as old and grey now. So I think he's just really in the mindset of we need to enjoy every moment. Um, You know, if the, maybe this is harsh or maybe this is incorrect to say about him, but mm. I've gotten the impression in the past that perhaps... Super Bowls and MVPs, um, you know, where Brady is all in on Super Bowls, that's all that matters to him. You kind of think that maybe individual accolades mean a bit more to Aaron Rodgers. But having seen that first first episode, he definitely seems like he's all in on helping the team win. I think the first thing he said in the episode was um, that Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. So he, he definitely wants to uh, increase the Jets' trophy room. And I think he's willing to put in the effort to become a good team player to do that. He also referenced, um, you know, telling some of the young guys, you have to sit at a different table every day, get to know the whole team. Don't have your own clique and all this. And that's how you really build a, a strong team. When they signed a couple of guys like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, I kind of had a fear early on that, okay, Rogers is just going to serve his guys now. And he's just going to have his own little circle. But he does seem to be going all in on helping the team win. And um, the likes of Garrett Wilson should should shine because of that. I'm interested here, Michael, what your thoughts actually are on Nathaniel Hackett and how he's going to do with Aaron Rodgers again. Because as a Broncos fan, I can't imagine you have high, high feelings about him. But this is like, this is how good this episode genuinely was. Maybe it's because we're so long for football or some sort of storylines or, or points to talk about. But like, there was so much to this and I guess there is so many new dominoes in that team and they're starting to fall but I guess first off just in terms of what you're saying about Aaron Rodgers I agree I think if you look at the potential of what he could do with that franchise you know obviously like Brady going to the Bucks and winning the Super Bowl with the Bucks was huge like winning the Super Bowl with any team was huge but I think if Rodgers was to go to New York and potentially win a Super Bowl there uh, epitomizing what the Jets done back in the day, it, it would just be it would be like, like imagine you know the first guy to win us is Joe Namath, and nobody can ever take that away from him. I think it would really put to bed the whole aspect of well he's only got, he's only got one ring. He is up there with the very very best. He's he's an unbelievable quarterback, and just going on what you said there about the the relationship that he seems to be having with different players. Yeah, like. He, he just seems like he's, I think I think you mentioned it there, like you know when he talked about like trying to enjoy it. Even that little moment when he was sitting sad and talking to the press just seems so chill. Like he's like, yeah, just like almost whispering, like, this this is easy. I'm enjoying this. Um, so yeah, look for people listening to this that aren't Jets fans, we know this is going on with every other team in the league. You know, it, it is at the minute. And there's some, there's, every team's got great leaders. Every team's got players that put an awful lot of effort in. Of course they do. But 
this is just because it's on Hard Knocks and it's such a big storyline at the minute. Um, a shout out to the random Bills fan who told me he wasn't going to watch it because he's sick of them. So you know, like mm-hmm. you have, like you have people out there that are saying that, and that that gives into what you asked me about about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I was very harsh on him last year. I, I I was almost feeling bad watching it because you're like, this guy's a human being, and he's been you know he's obviously left like he did, didn't work out in Denver. It's hard not to root for him because of just the way he portrayed himself in that episode. I mean, first off, what's going on with that beard? You know, for a start. Uh, but the, the 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 game where they had all the quarterbacks was it trying to hit the pylon, and uh, literally was it Hackett was trying to say something, and somebody made a joke about Sean Payton. I think look, because that that's a good point. We like me and you haven't been chatting directly in, in like in terms of this for for a few weeks. Like the the comments that were made about the final Hackett were completely out of line, and like I'm I'm a Broncos fan, like and I thought they were embarrassing. And the first thing I thought, whatever I heard that was Jesus. What's what's he came in the scene in Denver thinking he hasn't got a chance this year, and he's already coming out and saying stuff like that. But never mind that; it was unacceptable for a guy that obviously put a lot of work in. He he came out and said that it's clear that the relationship that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers has is extremely strong, and you you can't put a price on that this year because Rodgers goes is going in. He's trying to learn a new offense very you know get around this new offense very very quickly and. There will be times where it just won't work for him. They'll be, they'll be like that. Look, look at that Monday night game for a start with the Buffalo Bills. They, they can go out there at first Monday night and, and they could lose by ten to fourteen points because they're just not clicking. And all they got to do, and as Rogers has said previously, they got to just believe that they can get back in the games. Like I seen was it Jeff, Jeff Albrich, another guy, the defensive coordinator. He seems a great crack. I was talking to Jeff Rainbow about him apparently. He, he's some Hawaii connection, but he says like he's literally like that all the time. And he he brought another aspect to the to the episode, but I guess the point is, you know, you got Rogers feeling that he's got a big point to prove in New York to people. People are writing them off already. One can only imagine what Hackett's like at the minute because you've seen his energy, and I think they said in the episode about his energy, he never stops and he just keeps going and going and going. You you wouldn't want to face them this year, no matter how well you're doing in the game. Like when Rogers and that offense goes onto the field, you would. Look at Hackett trying to have a comeback year this year. It just seems like everything's lining up for him. I mean, geez, he's went from being the head coach of the Broncos to going going to New York and working with Rogers again. It couldn't have got any better for him unless he was unless he had stayed in Denver. And I, look, I think he's in a better position. He's in a better situation now. And you could see Jason maybe a one to two to three year stretch if it does go very well with the Jets. You could see him getting a job somewhere else. I don't think people will be put off by him going forward just because he seems like a nice guy but he needs to shave that goatee on Jesus <laughs> I think um, as well you you mentioned like they might have a slow start and that's something Jets fans should be open to and not get too frustrated early on because I think in the second half of the season this Jets team will probably look a lot different to how they look in the first half of the season and that's not to say that they're going to be struggling in the first half of the season but they, they do have a pretty brutal schedule as every team does in that AFC East um, but you mentioned um, Jeff Ulbrich there, the defensive coordinator. Uh, there's a scene with him where it really shows how much Rogers is elevating the team. Yeah. It might be what you were referring to, but there was he was sitting in a team meeting with the defense and um, had up on the, the screen a back shoulder fade throw 
across Aaron Rodgers' body that went for a touchdown in practice. And he basically just said to the defense, like, look at this guy. We're not going to be out of any games with this guy at quarterback. Everything is going to come down to the wire. Uh, you know, it's it's really a kind of a good mentality to have on defense where you're never, you never feel like you're out of a game when you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side and you're always going to play hard um, because you think uh, you can win with a quarterback like that. And of course, he's proven it over countless times over the years that he um, that he is one of the best all time. So uh, it's just cool to see how one player on a 53-man roster can make everyone better just simply by being there. Like, um, I guess just sort of final points for me. Really, really enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed seeing that sort of first-hand aspect from the Hall of Fame game. And it was just gas cracked watching Rodgers on the sideline. But not, not just to have a whole Aaron Rodgers fan club, just to bring it in maybe finally, mate. Uh, Zach Wilson, he looks refreshed. He looks like he's maybe being given the opportunity that he needs to try and just be that backup and be obviously, you know, there may be situations this year where he's needed. Like at any point, if Rodgers takes a hit, even for one or two downs, whatever, um, he had a decent showing in the first half or when he played in the Hall of Fame game. Good connections to the Rooks as well. You'd think that this can only be good for him, but you would hope, Jason, that the Jets, and look, I know it's a it's a business sort of league and that they have to make certain decisions, but you would hope for his sake that they continue to sort of say to him, look, you're, you're next up here. And and he learns from Aaron Rodgers. Now, the only way I could compare that to is maybe like Peyton Manning um, and uh, Brock Osweiler. And I, I thought that Brock Osweiler would come in and like win another five Super Bowls or something, but it didn't happen. So look, you can never predict the future, but Zach Wilson does seem to be in a, in a better place. The, the New York market is brutal, so you'd hope that he's given time this year to do it, but it's pretty cool to see sort of the ins and outs of it. Yeah, you kind of, you have to take everything with a pinch of salt uh, when you're watching a show like Hard Knocks because you don't know exactly how true to life what you're watching is. But again, there was a couple of scenes um, with Rogers and Wilson just having a bit of fun together. And it did seem like Rodgers was, you know, giving a decent bit of effort towards uh, improving Wilson and teaching him a few things, whether it was the no-look pass scene or whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just on Zach Wilson now. When you have a guy like Rodgers to learn from like that, it's really just on him now to put in the effort and to make sure he gets the most out of the experience of playing um, and learning from Aaron Rodgers. There's probably... a nice dynamic there as well in, in the sense that there's no pressure on either guy you know Rodgers knows that with what the tr- Jets traded for him there's going to be no competition like if Wilson takes off it's not like he's going to be replacing Rodgers anytime soon Zach Wilson fully understands that he's not competing to play to be the first string quarterback right now whereas he was the last couple of years so it really is a situation where Rodgers can do his own thing lead the team teach Wilson a couple of things along the way and not have this Brett Favre Rogers dynamic where you're like this guy could take my job uh, and Zach Wilson then on the other side isn't exactly uh, doesn't have much of a, a hope of being the first string quarterback in the next couple of years so he can just use this uh, two year spell as a pure lesson in how to be a great quarterback so I think it, it could it could work well towards the future uh, as you said it doesn't always work with the likes of Brock Osweiler in Denver but if they can get that to work uh, and Rodgers can hand over the baton when all is said and done in his career, then the Jets could be a good team for quite a while.
I look, I've said it before, said it again, really, really enjoyed that episode. It, the Hard Knocks is on um, HBO Max. I think that's the correct thing, correct way of calling it. Uh, well, I want to say Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights in America. Uh, and it's on Game Pass on the zone a few days after that. I have been contractually obliged to say that. I'm joking, I'm not at all. Uh, Sky Sports NFL or Sky Sports Action. Uh, I don't think they're really in the channel yet in, in Ireland or the UK. Nine o'clock on a Thursday night. So look, we obviously watched it Wednesday, but like I feel like it's almost better giving people a few days to sort of just watch it and get into it. So we'll, we'll, we'll try our very best to put podcasts out on Saturday morning and just have a bit of crack with us. And we'll maybe have a name for it next week. I, I can't think of anything. I tried to Google what Hard Knocks was in Irish, Jason, so it's just not going to happen. It's not oh, like yeah, Celebrity trying, Bannister or something. Yeah. I was trying to think of some Knock County Mayo pun, but yes. no, I couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> the Shrine. Hey. No, look, I <laughs> honestly can't think of anything at all. But look, that was good. that was a great crack. We really enjoyed chatting to you, man. We're very excited for the season getting underway. You know, it's 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 really, really getting there. I, I guess finally, just is there anything because it's been a few weeks that we've been chatting to each other? Is there anything sort of tickling your fancy in the league at the minute where you're like, hmm, or are you just very much happy that it's just almost back at this point? I'm just happy. I'm happy for all of it. I'm just going to watch as much as I can. I got my pre season almanac there recently, so I'm pretty much studying the each team and, um, you know, we will maybe be making our predictions in a couple of weeks now, so I don't want to be shamed by the end of the season so I'm trying to put in some homework now so I can enjoy the, the season as much as possible Um, I just I can't let this episode end oh. without bringing up DeMarcus Ware because I didn't see him singing the national anthem at the Hall of Fame game when I was watching it I came in a bit after that what did you think of his singing voice Michael? Um, now I I have to know like I mean look he he done it for Demarius Thomas, right? So I think like obviously I, I'm I'm a Broncos fan, and even not being a Broncos fan, like whatever, like Demarcus Murray even when he was the Cowboys was unbelievable, and it's hard to believe that he's out of the league five years. That is scary because it feels like it was only like a year ago when he retired. Look, it wasn't Fergie at the NBA sort of vibes with the national anthem. It wasn't great, um. I'm just happy in terms of like we talked about hard knocks there and I'm just happy that no no player or anybody said it. I think it was was it Rogers went, Oh he's singing it, he's singing it, he's singing it. Um I didn't know that he was doing it for, for Demarius Thomas until obviously he announced that himself. It's still hard to believe Demarius Thomas is gone, to be honest with you. I, as a fan, never been a Broncos fan. Um so I can see why he done it. Fair play to him. Why yeah, why absolutely. not? Absolutely. That's the first. I, I I honestly didn't know it was for Demarius Thomas, so that's that's a cool thing to hear now. But uh, pencil you in for Aron Levine at the Aviva in two weeks for the for the Navy. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. I was going to say like a big scary defensive lineman who was like Cowboys franchise sack leader. It's just kind of amazing to be a scary guy like that have such a you know softer side, I suppose. Um, but that was that was pretty cool. It's um uh, absolutely. It's a really really busy few weeks, folks. In a good way with us. Uh, next weekend is the European Flag Football Championships, which take place in Limerick. And if you're an NFL fan or if you're not aware of a local game, that that's a pretty big event. There's eight or nine hundred people competing in that. Uh, if you're an NFL fan, PB Schachter plays with the flag football team in GB. She's coming over, so 
uh, I'll be down in Limerick next weekend. Uh, Jason, you're, you're more than welcome. Just let me know if you are. I mean, I, I'm just realising as I speak that you're in Canada. That's not going to happen. Uh, the, the week after, few few special things happening for the college game. Do you know what? Do you know what? If you're 32 minutes into the podcast, I'll just tell people straight up. Uh, we've got a massive preview coming out with our college football team, which launches week zero of the season. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Marcus Freeman last week. Really excited for people to hear that. Uh, also the Navy coach as well. So it's, 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 it's worth the wait. There's a lot going on that week. The game is in the Aviva. It's completely sold out, but there may be the opportunity and we are working on it in the background. We're going to try and give away a couple of tickets. We're going to try. Just bear with us on that there uh, before the game because I know a lot of people can't get into it. And then after that there, the Thursday after, Christian Scott and Williamson's coming to Dublin and that's for a season preview night in the Woolshed on the Thursday night. That's Sunday. We've got Jason Bell in the Mac Theatre in Belfast the Thursday after that the NFL season starts. So it's all go, hi. Eh? Week one meetup in Dublin, week two meetup in Belfast. And that's the meetups done until we go down near Jason's gaff and we go to Cork on the 26th of November. Jason, any final comments or should I start applying for a divorce now before my wife beats me to it? <laughs> no, no. We'll see you next week, Mick. We'll, we'll see how episode two goes. But I'm looking forward to it now after after that. Yeah, and sh- shout out to uh, the, the Jets-Panthers game for people in the north is, is on ITVX on Saturday night. So, you know, You'll, you'll be able to watch it anyway in Game Pass but if you do want to watch it you can watch it for free there the games Steelers games are in GA Go they're playing the Bills next week um, so there's a, a, an awful lot of things to watch in a good way we'll be back for this next week uh, chat to you soon folks